Hey everyone, you're listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is episode one. Let's do this. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. I'm Brian McLaughlin. I'm Andrew Guzman. What's your team again? Dallas Cowboys. Ew. I like my Seahawks. Who? You don't like the Seahawks? Seattle Seahawks established 2012. I think they were established, you know, a little bit sooner than that. Mm-hmm, sure. All right. I'm a 12. Like I said, this is the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is our maiden voyage. Episode number one. Let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andrew. Oh, hi, I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. We we like to think we're big time. So behind the imaginary glass in our imaginary studio is our producer. What's his name? You just hired him. I fired him. Oh, so we have no producer. Nope. So we're going to do this by flying by the seat of our pants. We're going to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be like, what our plans are, um, and then we're going to jump right into it, I think. So um, Andrew, you came up with this idea. Uh, what were you thinking? I honestly don't know. Great. You're the one that agreed to do it. Why is that? I was on the radio one time, and Andrew sent me a text about doing a podcast. And we had talked about it before and how kind of fun that would be. And we come from two... He said yes. I did. I did. Well, he, you know, he wooed me, really. Uh, what We we have a, a kind of a unique situation with two different fan bases that really don't like each other everybody hates cowboy fans everybody hates cowboys fans and well and seahawk fans aren't very popular as of late as of late so we thought bringing those two together and we both love the nfl and so we're hoping all of that together creates a fun entertaining unique unique um silly i would say because we're going to have some fun. We don't really, have fun. We don't really care what you can't people be think. Too serious. No. This isn't NPR, is it? I hope not. Okay. Well, so something else that I find unique is you're a Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. and you live up here in little Wenatchee, Washington. Mm-hmm. How is it that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan? Starts with Grandpa. Ah. Grandpa... And well, grandpa and grandma, both from Texas. So always grew up around it. And then my dad, big Cowboys fan. So it's just been one of those things that's always been there. It's not like, you know, hey, 15, let's pick a team. Let's go with the star. Like, no, no. It's always been a Cowboys. It's been ingrained in you from a very young age. Then is what you're saying. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Is that going to be your default? answer correct uh, cor- <laughs> correct <laughs> so brian let me ask you how did you become a seahawks fan um other than the fact that you live in washington well yeah that's important um no i had gone to a few games when i was younger but i've always been a bit, bigger baseball fan oh yeah and then i met my wife or she wasn't my wife then but she was a a big seahawks fan and kind of sat me down and made me watch some oh. more games and and get into it a little bit more, and now I'm pretty sure I've taken over as being the big fan, and she just laughs at me. Debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. Mm. Well, I blame her. 
All right, enough of that. You ready for this? Let's do it. Carr under pressure, avoids the sack, and he's going to try to run it in. Oh, he's going to lose the ball. Yeah, did he lose the ball? Does it go out of the end zone? Does he lose the ball? The Cowboys are signaling for a touchback. All right, Andrew, how'd your Cowboys do in week 15? Traveled west to Oakland and got a win. That's what they needed. Keep the playoff hopes alive. Um, When the schedule came out, you looked at these two teams, Oakland and Dallas, and a lot of people thought that this possibly was a Super Bowl preview. You know, last year they both had really good years. Uh, Both young teams both have, you know, great offensive lines. But both teams have struggled so far this year. But as the final game without Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the offense did, you know, they held in there. Dak didn't have that good of a game at all. I mean, he's only 18-27 for 212 yards, no TDs, two picks. Um, but Carr actually didn't have – he didn't have a good good day either. He only had 171 yards um, on 37 attempts. Yeah. So Dallas, you know, right now they're playing the young secondary, almost all rookies except for Jeff Heath, who you heard caused the fumble at the end, touchback. Most importantly, you guys got to win. Eight and six. Yeah, I mean, that's, playoff hope still alive. That's what you needed to do, and you got one. So, what more could you possibly ask for? Uh, what would you say they did really well that will help them leading into this big game this week? Is it a big game? I heard it's a huge game, but maybe I think we talk about that later down the road. Yeah, down the road. Maybe in a minute or so. No, the defense defense is coming on strong at the right time into the year. Um, like I said, there's a lot of young players in that secondary. They're starting to play really well as a group. Um, Sean Lee, obviously being back, that's a huge help. I mean, he's a monster on the field. He, and we'll get to it, but he's the one that's going to be keying on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Cause that's what scares me to death. Russell. Once he breaks the pocket and is scrambling around doing all of that business, that just it will kill you to watch that. You know, as a, a you know fan of the other team. Yeah, how's Dak doing? No, as a as a quarterback without. I mean, everyone said last year it was Ezekiel Elliott that made him. I agree. There's a there's a, some truth truth to that, but he he can lead a team without a great running back. He just needed this time. You know, these six games, the first three games were were pretty awful. It was it was bad. But since then he's I think he's calmed down and learned just kinda how to take command of that offense. He's played a lot a lot better. But of course, like he said Sunday night after the game, he says, I get my best friend back, so Aw, are they buddies? <laughs> <laughs> are they like you and me close or <laughs> <laughs> they might be closer. Ooh. So I saw the Hawks got their asses kicked up in Seattle. What happened there, Brian? Third and 20 now. And they'll just run it to Gurley. He's got a monster hole. Todd Gurley. He's got the first and more. Todd Gurley. All the way. What can you say about the Seahawks? Um, Boy, that escalated quickly. Well said, Mr. Burgundy. That is absolutely correct. In a game where the Seahawks needed to come out and play their absolute best to win, they came out and played their absolute worst. It was just downright not good. Pete Carroll had pretty much the same thoughts. There was nothing about that game. We, we avoided getting shut out. You know, we, we scored a touchdown. And, uh, one, you know, 
No, there was, there's nothing to be happy about. That was a, that was a, a really dismal performance by us. Yeah, Pete was right. There really wasn't anything good about that game. Not at all. Nope. Pure garbage. Defense. No. <laughs> special teams. Uh, the Rams, even their special teams. I mean, they their starting field position on every possession was fantastic. And the Seahawks was not fantastic. It wasn't good. So um, It looked like a lot like they just couldn't get out of their own way. Right. It was mistake after mistake, fumbles, drop passes. Russell Wilson and that fumble that or no his throw the intentional grounding mm-hmm. like what was that <laughs> he does do that a lot though he does but that was horrible that's just like i'm gonna chuck it no matter where it goes yeah. they didn't win anything they didn't win the turnover ratio they didn't win anything and so. it's not like and it's not like golf even had a really good day anyway no I mean, golf wasn't that fantastic 14 and 21 and only 120 yards he did have two two tds one pick but so russell had more passing yards than golf that's what you're saying and got destroyed and still got destroyed um like i mean at least they got a touchdown i guess they weren't garbage com- time yeah but i mean they weren't they weren't completely shut out um no running game whatsoever um davis who you were really hoping would come through and do big things again six attempts 19 yards what's going on with uh thomas rawls i have no idea he practices and he's a healthy scratch I don't know if there's something behind the scenes that the Seahawks don't want to talk mm. about. Um, he looks pissed off on the sidelines like he wants to play, but Pete doesn't give anything in press conferences or anything to say, you know, um, he's just not doing it. They're, he's just like, oh, there's just not really an opportunity for him. I, so I don't I don't get it. The times that I watch Seattle, I just their offense misses Marshawn Lynch more than I think people a lot of people realize. I mean, tone setter juices up the whole team every time he touches the ball. Well, the defensive line for the other team would always have to prepare for Marshawn-style running. So even though the Seahawks' offensive line maybe wasn't that good, um, you're prepping for a guy who was incredibly tough to bring down, Mm -hmm. and that opened up the passing game a little bit more. Um, Yeah, you don't have that right now, and the teams know that. They know very quickly if they stop the run, against seattle that they're going to go to russell just airing the ball out and it goes back to that chuck it football mentality yeah. and it, and he hasn't been nobody wants to talk about it but he hasn't been as accurate this season as past seasons on the long ball and i don't know if he's hurt or what it is but um it's he's just not as good and all of a sudden if you go man coverage and challenge the receivers who are tiny I mean, what's going to happen? You're going to, and you saw exactly what's going to happen in the in the Rams game. Part of it, though, is the, the his accuracy has gone down a little bit, but having no time to read, drop back, and throw the pass. I yeah. mean, I agree, but even on the times where he does have a moment to, you know, make set his feet and chuck the ball down the field, <laughs> which is what he does. Hail Mary. I want to know what the actual um, play call is for the chuck it plays. <laughs> what that was Bevel saying in Russell's helmet. But anyway, so but on those when he sets his feet and actually throws it down the field, um, he still isn't hitting the guys like he would last year. When he put those balls up last season to lock it, yeah, you knew he was going to catch the ball. Well, I'm sure the Seahawks actually want to forget this game. Uh, I know that I want to forget this game. Unfortunately, it's it's one of those games that's going to basically open up 
a lot of things into what the future of this team, where they go from here. When draft happens, they'll be looking at it. Who yeah, it could it definitely could be one of those games that they look at this season and go, you know, we need to make. I know you hope Bevel. <laughs> Are you Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll seems to love Bevel, and I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean that Bevel's great. Bevel sucks. I the defensive coordinator though. I mean, even when I'm not a Chris Rashard fan either. Even when not. Sherman and Chancellor and Averill and you know everybody was still there, they still were struggling a little the bit. Defense hasn't been the same since Quinn left for Atlanta. It's not the same scheme. It's not the same mentality. It hasn't been the same, and you can see that their game game plan on that side of the ball too is it's different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's not it's not good. I'm, I'm it's not, no good it's no good it's just it's just not good so bummer it's a canadian dollar it's, it's just, just not it's good. just not good here and on that note let's move on to the biggest nfl stories of the week seahawks were fined a hundred thousand dollars ouch Ooh. for the misstep should we call it a misstep uh brain fart a brain fart Ooh. But that talks about brains. That might be a little sensitive. Bummer. Um, Find $100,000 for their brain fart when it comes to Russell Wilson's concussion that he sustained in week nine um, against Against Arizona. Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What was that against? Arizona. Ah. I will say $100,000, okay, to the organization. Yeah, eh, it hurts. But at least it wasn't a draft pick. Yeah, and I thought for sure that they were going to take a draft pick because it was obvious when Russell went under that stupid health the tent. PP tent. Is that what you call? <laughs> I don't. Do they have lights in those things? I wondered that the other day. Headlamps. That's a headlamps. Yeah. Headlamps and uh, urinary drainage bags. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's they're camping right there on the field. <laughs> awesome. So. When he threw it back open and said, I'm fine, and he ran back out into the field, instantly you were like, uh-oh, NFL's going to get him for that. Yeah. And uh, they did. You know what I think is the biggest BS part? Yeah, hundred grand is not much for the organization. That's fine. And thank God they didn't lose any draft picks. But you know what they're making their medical team do? They have to go to more extensive training on concussions yeah. and how well, to spot them and the procedures in general when – Honestly, I don't think they did anything wrong. I think Russell just ran back out on the field. Yeah, he said, screw this. I'm yeah. I'm going back out there. But the thing that I don't understand is the NFL has people assigned to look for that. And called out if the a refs, player, right? If a player, if they see someone who gets hit in the head and they are either on the ground for a little bit of time or they get up and they're a little woozy, the NFL has, you know, independent of the team staff down on the sideline that'll go out there and grab that player. So don't they have what happened there? (laughs) Um, no comment. Seahawks statement on the fine. We accept the findings of the NFL and NFL PA joint investigation into the Seahawks Cardinals game on November 9th. We did not knowingly disregard the concussion protocol. Any misstep was unintentional and the result of confusion on the sideline. That from Seahawks organization. Yeah. And I think Pete, uh, mentioned today or earlier this week, Pete mentioned that uh, you know they didn't know they violated anything, but they accept it and they're going to move forward. Yep, move so on. That's we're going to do the same thing. Let's move on. 
let's talk a little bit about the controversial calls. Had over, some this weekend. Yeah, there was a few this weekend. One of them, or were there two of them? Uh, I'd say two. No, oh, there were a couple in the uh, Cowboys Raiders game, primetime. Um, something that <laughs> something that no one has ever seen before. Never, ever, ever. Can you explain what was happening there with the index card? So it was fourth. Let's see. It was the fourth quarter. Fourth and one. Dallas goes for it. Dak keeps it. And he did stretch. He did get it over, way over where they actually marked it. So it was a bad spot to start. Yeah, it was a it was an iffy spot. And I know I sound like a homer, but no, that's okay. It was not a bad, or it was not a good spot. So they come out, bring out the chain gain, and Gene Steratore pulls out an index card just to confirm. Everyone thought that that's what he was using to measure. He was just doing it to confirm that they did get the first down. They got the first down, kept the drive alive, kicked a field goal, took the lead, and then it went from there. But the index card was definitely something new. So it actually gave them the first down because to me it looked like they were trying to show that there was space between the stick and the ball itself. And they weren't even like every replay I've seen, like they weren't even holding the first down stick straight. No, they held it straight up. (laughs) Hater. I think that it was wrong. (laughs) But no, never, never has there ever been anything like that, at least that I've ever seen. I've never seen it. It was crazy. So there was a second big controversial play that happened in the weekend. And who was that? That'd be Jesse James at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh versus New England. Jesse James gets a call, gets a touchdown catch. Overruled, they say no catch. When clearly everyone watching, his hand was underneath that ball. He there was a catch. Yeah, I mean, but but the thing is, the rule and the way it's written, technically it's not a catch. Yeah, which means that that rule is stupid. And I I'm trying to remember, isn't there uh, another play in the past that uh, maybe that? Oh, one? you mean when Des caught it in Green Bay? Oh, oh yeah, that one. Actually, he didn't catch it. That's the weird thing. Catch one, two, three, reach for the goal line. Nah. Yeah, except for they said it wasn't a catch. Yeah, BS. Yeah, so I mean. And you know damn well I that if, Cal- if Dallas would have won that game, I mean, granted, yeah, we didn't get the call on the catch. We still had, even if we would have scored, we still would have had to stop Aaron Rodgers, which uh, he's pretty damn good. He's pretty good yeah. when he's healthy. We still would have had to stop him, but if Dallas had won that game, we would have gone to Seattle and and lost. So the <laughs> um <laughs> so the rules got to change though, right? I mean, they've got to they've got to they've got to look at it in the off season and they've got to rewrite it because it does his catch a few years ago was a perfect Oh, ex- so it was a catch. Yeah. It was I'll admit, it was a perfect example of how he has he was a runner. He had made you know, because secured control of the ball, and he took how many steps? Three, three steps. He's a runner at that point. I just, I, I blows my mind that they would call that an incomplete pass. And James in the Pittsburgh game, his hand was under the ball, mm-hmm. and it was a touchdown. And I, I think that there's some rules in there. The touchdown rule in general, not just the catch, catch but rule, what, yeah. But what, but what also makes a touchdown because 
if you throw a pass into the end zone, you better make sure you secure control of the ball, get both your feet down. If you're falling out of bounds, you better keep a hold of the ball and maintain control all the way to the ground. But if you're a running back, the nose of the football crosses the plane touchdown automatically a touchdown immediately and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what happens if they knock the ball out of the hand it's already a touchdown so i don't see that's always been something that's bugged the crap out of me yeah and i i understand the catch rule and i understand that there's some they're actually enforcing it the way it needs to be it's not wishy-washy it's it's being enforced correctly but us as fans you know it it's just it's horrible it's so bad it's being enforced correctly but it's wrong Does that make sense? Because, I mean, yes, they're enforcing it the way it's written, but I think it's written wrong, isn't it? I mean, you're, I mean, come on. It's written way wrong. It is written very, very wrong. So that's one of those that needs to be changed in the offseason for sure. And I think that there's enough crying out there happening. Because, I mean, if I were to ask you right now, Andrew, do you know what a catch is in the NFL? You would say, no. Yeah. And if you were to ask me, I'd say, hell no. I have no idea what a catch is and seahawks have had their fair share of those the the, the touchdown the fail the fail mary <laughs> i mean i mean there's plenty but that was replacement refs i don't care i'm a seahawks fan and i still look at that play and go we were lucky <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the nfl needs to shape up all right, in NFL news story number three, let's talk playoff scenarios. Both are alive, barely, barely. Um, pretty much exactly equal when it comes to the scenarios. Yep, Dallas and Seattle both really have been playing playoff games because if either one loses, they're done. But for Dallas, they've got to go two and zero. Detroit needs to lose one, and Atlanta, Carolina, or New Orleans needs to go zero and two. All they have to go over two, or just one of them. Just one of those NFC South teams need to go zero and two in order for Dallas to have a shot at the wild card. That's Dallas's only chance to get in, right? That's it. Is the wild card? Yep. No more, no less. So Seattle, crazy as it sounds, still has a chance to get in under their own division which just seems That's crazy, so crazy, right? So if Seattle goes 2-0 and and the LA Rams go 0-2. I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't either. But if it happens, Seattle actually wins the West because of their record. record. Yeah. So, yeah, so they have a shot. It's not going to happen. So their only shot, Who, realistically, even as slim as it is, is the wild card. Who does LA play their next two games? That's a great question tennessee this week or this upcoming week tennessee this upcoming week and then they finish in san francisco i believe oh what? or against jimmy Grapps. jimmy Grapps. so it's not like it's impossible it just seems as good as la has been it just seems like yeah not gonna happen so both teams dallas and seattle it's wild cards what they're hoping for and i mean it it starts simply they have to win so whoever wins this week upcoming week is still in other team is out done done and then of course if um atlanta new orleans carolina and carolina so we want new orleans to win it's such a slim we, ch- it's such a slim chance <laughs> it's just we both could have had a really 
really big help if Tampa would have won on Monday night. So did you see Jameis eat the W? It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So I'm pretty sure since he did that, Tampa's 0-4. So don't no. know if we can count on them for help. I We really need them to help, but just Jameis, don't eat any more Ws. Yeah, no more Ws, Jameis. You've been eating L's since. <laughs> so let's quickly quickly re- recap. Um, Cowboys, Seahawks, the game might not matter at all depending on what happens in the morning games. Very true. But, um, you know, whoever wins, they're still in. Loser, out. Done. Bummer. All right, so normally at this time in the podcast, every NFL week, regular season, postseason. Regular season. Whenever. Preseason. Preseason. Oh, are we going to watch that stuff? Off season. Well, no, not really in the off season because there's no games. But normally right now, um, each of us would preview our team and the upcoming game that they have. But we have a unique situation. So I was so excited to launch that, this podcast this week. Who's Seattle playing? Um, some team in Texas. They like to think they're America's team or something. Think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got Dallas, we got Seattle, it's in Dallas. So instead of just doing Andrew talking about his team and me talking about my team, we're just going to talk about the game and it's a super important one for both of our teams. Loser's out. Loser is out. So holy crap. Here we go. Let's just talk away. So. Uh, what do the Cowboys got to do to win this thing? Contain Russell Wilson. I feel like you're kind of scared of Russell Wilson. I am. You should be. He makes things happen, and it drives me crazy. I know it hasn't been very well. It hasn't been he hasn't been doing very well this year with that. But still, that that chance that he has to, you know, have a third and fifteen or whatever it is, end of the game scramble scramble you know throw it up in the air oh look at that doug baldwin came up came down with it always doug and it sucks his escapability is crazy and even when his offensive line is terrible which is you know all the time he he makes things happen and you can be down on him in an entire game and say oh he's having a terrible game and then he has that one play where you're right he just he escapes pressure runs around the field like a maniac and somehow just not without even looking just throws the ball and, and there it lands yep and it is usually baldwin and he i mean he is he is in the race for mvp i think after last week he is pretty much out do you think so yeah he played awful which we went through earlier but <laughs> i think he's out i think it's going to be brady i don't know why Gurley hasn't been uh, mentioned in that but we, we could talk about that some other time um, on your defensive line, are you going to be able to get through my Seahawks and pressure Russell? Not that that's very hard to do. You know, I think but, it might be better. Sacks are good, but with Wilson, you've got to just just keep contained, just keep him in the pocket, and that's it. I think the secondary um, they'll cover Seattle's receivers fairly well. I Seattle cannot run, so that's a huge positive for Dallas. They're run defense has struggled um in the past 
since Sean Lee's been back though, they've been they have been very good against the rush. But I think keeping Wilson contained and not giving up the big plays is really what's going to help Dallas in this game. I agree. Defensively at least. Yeah. I agree. I I think that um with no run game, it's going to come down to Russell again. Um I don't even know who's starting yet uh for running back whether it's Mike Davis. Eddie Lacy. Or no, Eddie Lacy's he's yeah. Is new. he going to are they I gonna, believe the Eddie Lacy ex- experiment is over. Are they going to leave him in Texas just, you know, might as well. They're just going to leave him. He's at a barbecue place. Go over somewhere. to Whataburger or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that experiment is over with. But. Three mil? Oh, jeez. What a waste. Um, yeah. So the big news for at least your team. There's uh, a certain, what are they called again? There's a certain player coming back. Certain name. Yeah. He likes to eat. Is that what that was? Yeah. Or is that Eddie Lacy? We're still talking about Eddie Lacy? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> But yeah, the big big news for you guys. If you you've guys been have, under a rock, Ezekiel Elliott's coming yeah, back. Yeah, Zeke served his six game suspension, which he did not deserve. But we won't get into that. No, um, he's coming back. He is ready to go. Um, this he takes that offense to another level. He complements your quarterback so well, and you put those two together, and like you said earlier the besties right best friends. best friends so put them together and all of a sudden your offense becomes super dangerous again and he has got to be so excited i'm i'm wondering if he watched tape just on yep. seattle for six weeks well, knowing the whole, that the that whole was, entire time he was off yeah, knowing yeah. that was the game he was going to come back for i wonder if he just sat and watched seattle tape. i think that well he might have but What's funny is he really only had to watch the Rams game and just I guarantee you he sat there and watched that film and just started drooling. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Because he he watched Gurley just destroy that defense and he's gonna come back obviously hungry. He wants to prove something. But on the other side of the ball, I will say my Seahawks got embarrassed in all aspects of the game. They've fared pretty well coming back after you know, getting they, their asses handed they, to them like that. They do. So, and no team, I at least would hope, no team in the NFL likes to get embarrassed like that. At home. At home. And then that next week, you've got to come out and prove it wasn't a fluke. The injuries and everything else that they have going on with the locker room, I don't know how much they have left in the tank to give, but I'm hoping that they certainly don't want the last week to bleed over into this week and that they actually come out and maybe we get lucky and they stop Zeke. I'm well, I'm fully expecting Seattle to come ready to play. If they, there's no way that they show up and lay another just goose egg or they didn't lay the goose egg, but they'll come prepared. They'll show up prepared. I think they will, but I think it'll be telling early because that's like saying they weren't prepared for the Rams game. Although, Coaching staff-wise, I don't think they were, but that's also a tale for another time. But um, it'll come down to what happens early. Yeah. If Zeke comes out there, let's say that first drive, he just tears them apart and they can't stop him. I can almost guarantee you that 
whoever gets the ball if on Dallas's first drive, I guarantee you Zeke gets the ball at least the first six plays. You think they're going to script him out six plays? Yeah, I think he's just going to go. They're just going to here you go, here you go. I could see that. I could see that. It scares me, but I could see that. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say for Seattle's defense, though, is having KJ right back and having Bobby Wagner another week healthy or healthier, that really helps them out a lot. So that does, I mean, it's not like it's just going to be a walk in the park for Dallas and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, rushing wise. No, it won't be. But the the Richard Sherman being gone, people forget that he, him and Cam, Earl does the same thing too. They have a knack for being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, And yeah, Sherman is a great corner, but he is also a great tackler. And as soon as he sees the play as a running play, he will abandon his you know, receiver and go make a tackle, make mm-hmm. a play. And I just don't see our secondary in Seattle, the, the Legion of backups. They're just not, they're not as good at that yet. Legion of backups. Yeah. I mean, they, they will be, I mean, Shaq Griffin's going to be a great corner, mm-hmm. but he's, well, he's a rookie Shed's back. There's no confirmation of that yet. Did they? It's out. Ooh, is that breaking news? He's playing. Is that breaking news? Yep. Shed's going to play. Wow. He knew something about my Seahawks before I did. I like to be professional and not be on my Twitter <laughs> while we're doing this. You know, I like to focus. Deshaun Shed said he is playing on. Wow. Sunday. God, I changes the whole thing. So actually, what's going to happen really. is that uh, no, doesn't change anything. Actually, Dallas does have a pretty athletic offensive line. They'll get up to the second level and get those blocks. So, um, that's st- it's still going to be hard for Seattle. I agree. I think that it's going to be an entertaining game as long as it stays close. If uh, Dallas blows them out like the Rams did, it's not going to be very entertaining for me at all. You'll love it. And I love when Dallas and Seattle plays, and obviously when Dallas wins because everyone just kind of quiets down a little bit. Just a little bit. And I'm not one to boist, but. But you will. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Only because I know that let's, they let's, don't control their own destiny right now. So. Let's let's be honest. Next week on our on this podcast, when we get to talk about recaps from the game, it's going to be one of us is going to have a great time, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, not so much. And it's going to be happy and then depressing. And somebody's still got a chance, maybe, and another team doesn't have a chance at all. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great time. I yeah. Did, definitely excited to have Ezekiel back that's it's, gonna, that's, it's the that's a big lift and then all those guys in the locker room after the oakland win that's all they were talking about and that's all they were just singing songs and i mean they know what he means to that team to come back and he's gonna be just he's not i don't mean i want to say juiced but he's gonna be juiced up <laughs> i am part of me is really sad so last year and all of our listeners might not know but last year I was at the Seattle Dallas preseason game. And as we have come to learn, there's some history brewing or hi- history and rivalry brewing with uh, Dallas and Seattle. But at the preseason game last year, obviously Cliff Averill took down Romo. Romo went out and that was the end of Romo's time in Dallas. It was the start of Dax, which you know, he came in, drove him right down the field, threw a touchdown to Jason Witten, and that kind of showed everyone, yeah, he's ready to, you know, take over, basically be a starter. But watching Ezekiel Elliott go up against Sherman and Cam Chancellor, 
yeah, they say, oh, it was preseason. What, you know, they're not playing 100%. I am really sad I'm not going to be able to see that. Yeah, that would have been great to see. This game, can you imagine if Seattle had everyone healthy? I mean, it would be a totally different game. It's still, in my opinion, with Zeke coming back, Lee being back on your side, like, there's still, it still would have the same hype to it. Well, a lot of people, you know, when this schedule came out, this was another one of those games where, like, this could possibly be an NFC championship preview. Preview. Yep. Uh, still um, can't be, unfortunately, now. <laughs> but it's uh, still a playoff game to both teams. It's a playoff game to both teams, basically. And we're, are we watching this together? No. That might be a tough call. Tomorrow. Uh, no, it it's is. Christmas Eve. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll be communicating throughout, maybe, <laughs> depending on what happens. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game. What does so? You know, we didn't really get into it. So, what what does Seattle got to do defensively? Stop the run. It's that simple. They have to. I mean, if you look at last week, we talked about it. Goff didn't have that great of a game. Gurley lit him up. So, if the Seahawks can actually stop the run. They can stop everything else. Hopefully. Do you think they sell out to stop the run and take their chances with uh, Dez and Terrence Williams on the outside? I don't think they want to have two games in a row that exposed. Getting to run, just run over. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think that they probably rather take their chances with, especially got the, with the shed coming back that they've got some depth back there. True, so true. You know, you can rotate some guys in and out. I, I better, I, I gotta believe that they'll Dallas will test them. It's not going to be all Zeke all the time. Why not? Well, you probably love that. I not so much. I think it'll be interesting to see. We'll know early. We'll know early. Yeah, but Seattle's a second half team, though. It's gross. So that's that's why judging what happens early, except could for- be a bad thing because Seattle's a second half team. And earlier this season, when Dallas had their 0-3 slide, they collapsed in the second half. True, true. I guess it depends on how much of a lead Dallas would have in the first half, should they have a lead. If it's like the Rams game, I wasn't worried about... I mean, I was sad, but I, I, I honestly, I checked out last week. So if Dallas goes out there and scores early, because Seattle is not a good first quarter team offensively the, the game could be over really quick just like it was last week and i don't want to be negative i don't think dallas has scored in the first maybe, quarter oh, well, in the past that's three three or four games or so they haven't played the seahawks yet and there was there was that one stat that came out i think if seattle has at least like a what four point lead in the second going into the second half they're at some ridiculous number they're like 41 and 0 or it's something crazy like that and the seahawks have been better on the road this season than they have at home believe it or not but i I just i'm gonna do what i do for all star wars movies i go in with super low expectations (laughs) and hope that when it's over i'm in a good mood all right well i'm excited you excited i'm excited it's gonna be great all right that was fun I, i agree i loved it i had a blast a blast i had a blast let's not go that crazy <laughs> um 
we are going to try and take this as seriously as possible while still having fun. But it's a real deal for us. We're not just going to record this one and then not do another one. We've got plans for the off season. We're not going to let it go stale. But we need everyone's help. Please. Please. Pretty please. When we post one, listen. As soon as we say that we're on iTunes, go subscribe, download, share it on Facebook, share it on the Twitter box, share it everywhere you can. Get everybody to listen, get everybody to download, get everybody to subscribe because we want this to work, but we need your help. So please, please, <laughs> please help. So, um, quick reminder, you can find us on that there Twitter box. We're at common ground FBP. We're also on the book of face. I like to call it that. I agree. That's nice. Um, at common ground football podcast, common ground football podcast.com is that their website. Andrew, you're on the Twitter box. Andrew Guzman, CGP. Brian, you are at? Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan. That's W-E-N-S-E-A Sports Fan. And like I said before, when we get on iTunes, we will let all of you know. Got to get you know four episodes done, and then we'll get on that there iTunes. And from all of us, Brian, myself, our crew. Oh, we did hire a new producer. Have you met him yet, Brian? I have not met him. Who did we hire? Oh, we hired uh, Fred. Fred. We'll see how long Fred lasts. Yeah, because John didn't last. Very he long. interviewed well, but uh, so from all of us, we wish you and yours a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. What else? Every holiday that any of you may celebrate, happy that. Happy that. <laughs> That's well said. Um, and now let's close this out with some winning. Duh, winning. All right. We're going to close this out before we pick some winners. And score prediction. And score prediction. Let's do a little over-under fun. Andrew, you go first. Brian, what do you think about Zeke Elliott, 25 carries? Ooh, over? Over? Are you going to go over? I think I'm going to go over. The most carries he's had is 33. Yeah. No, I'm definitely still going over. First game back, just... Hand him the ball. Over. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going over. Okay. I hope it's over. (laughs) (laughs) For your sake. Um, One more. Let's see. Over, under. Seattle's defense gate two takeaways. Yikes. Um, If my defense was healthy, this would be a totally different question, but they're not. So, And they haven't been getting takeaways, so I'm going to take the under. Under. Mark it. Okay. So... These are, you know, my turn. Russell Wilson, over under 300 yards. Under. Yeah, it's kind of an easy one. I'm going to say under, but. It's not like he can't. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go under on that, but he worries me because he rushes. Yeah, but that doesn't count in passing yards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going to take the under. I just didn't see enough from him last week to make me think that he's going to be amazing. Sorry, Russell. All right, one more. Hit me. You ready? Combined points by both teams, because that's what combined means. (laughs) Is that when you put the two together? You put two and two together. It's math. I know it's difficult. Combined points in the first quarter 
10 points. 10 points. Over, under, what do you got? Both teams not strong in the first quarter. Seahawks extremely weak I'll take in the, the first quarter. I'll take the over. You're going to go with over. I think uh, whoever gets the ball first is going to drive down and score seven. Hasselbeck style. We want Hassel- the ball. We want the score. ball. We're going to score. Yep. And I think the other team is going to go down and do the same. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Back and forth, that yeah, type of game? I think it's just going to be back and forth. I don't think so. But uh, I also will go over because something tells me in this game that right away offenses are going to do something. I don't know who's. Well, it could be Dallas could go down and score 14 points in the first quarter. Or it Seattle could go down and score It could easily points. happen, but I mean, I'm going to take that over. All right, game prediction. What's going to happen? I'm going to take Dallas. Big shocker. shocker. <laughs> Hot <Wow>. take. <laughs> I'll take Dallas in this one. Let's go. I said high scoring. I'm going to say 35-31. 35-31. Wow. This is embarrassing for, for our first podcast. <laughs> I'm a Seahawks fan, and I swear to all of you, I really am a big Seahawks fan. He really is. I really am. You should see his underwear. I just... <laughs> I can't just be one of those Homer guys that goes, oh, well, I'm a Seahawks fan. I have to pick them to win every game. Sometimes you have to be real. I like to pride myself on being what I call a realistic fan, which is what makes me different and what makes other fans hate me. So same, right? So I, I, I'm going to pick Dallas. I hate to do it, but it just seems right. But I also think that it's going to be a close game, not as high scoring as you. I'm going to go 24-20, but Dallas is probably going to win. So don't hate me, Seahawks fans. I, I, I sincerely apologize. So Dallas lives, uh, well, at least for another week. Dallas will hopefully. And Seattle is done. Done. For the, won't be in the playoffs for the first time in a while. It'll Five years? Weird. Yep. Five years. Yep. January will be boring. All right, man. That was a blast. Lots of fun. All right. We'll see you all next time. Go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.